Crazy, like and it, Stevie, yeah, Stevie got it. Mm-hmm. She saw it. She saw mm-hmm. it on the thing, and she like said, "Check this out." I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool." And then she went and got like she went on the thing, and it said, "Um, no longer available. We'll let you know when it's in stock, or we'll ship it mm-hmm. out when it's back in stock." Okay. And I think what happened was it was a 2015 release. And they just were like, we're getting more of these reactivate the page without fixing the thing that says how many they have in stock. So she's like, well, I'll just, I'll just buy it. And then whenever they get it. And then like the next day they're like shipping May 5th or whatever. I'm like, oh, cool. And then she got it. And she's like, you want to do an unboxing? And the box was fucking huge. And I'm like, I'm not going to try to wield this thing. And I don't want to sit and go through all eight <laughs> things. Cause, uh, which was, it was fine. And I knew they were all black. So I was like, I don't need to show like every single vinyl. Because it's not different colors. Right. And then um, she popped it on. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then like you open up the gatefold. I'm like, holy shit. It's like the exact amount of info you want for each it one was great. you're listening to without like it being too long. Like it's a nice, I think so far three little pigs is the longest one, probably like four paragraphs. I don't know. Well, because but, it's, uh, the it's the big one cartoon yeah. short of all time. Like that's right. It's nuts. And so it was like, I was like, Oh shit. Like that's, pretty cool and when she opened up the first one i assumed that all the labels were black Mm -hmm. and as she was listening to him i realized because we started getting into the color era and then it's like a um it's like a like the blue one had a blue label i'm like oh shit that's even cooler yeah like like it's a little tiny detail that they Mm -hmm. didn't have to do they could have all been black they could have all been yellow they could have all been but to have each label correspond with the color of the gatefold. It's, and I mean, each, 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 each gatefold artwork, each like volume artwork is like the thing, you know, so the first one is of all these, you know, you know, the skeleton dance of all these ones, it's the birds and the flowers or whatever it's called. Flowers and trees. Uh, yeah. And then the third one is like, it's the three little pigs, but they progressively get into color and then the labels match the, the outer thing. But it's like, it's, dude, I'm, listen, I know $200 is a lot of money. Yeah. No, time, I, 100%. What you're getting, it's fucking nuts. But it's also that the thing that we were talking about before, it's like, if it's, if I'm not the one who's buying it, who, it, like, there's nobody who would appreciate it more than me. Right. And there's nobody who would appreciate it more than you. Not saying that, like, right everybody's less than it's just that like we have the but, full amount of, of, I feel like if, if we were to, if we were tasked with making the silly symphony complete collection on vinyl, 
I don't even know if we'd come up with this. No, it's it's and so it's too good. It's too and because good. It, it's I think we're, we're so used to them, you know, missing the mark like, on so many things. Like this is a hundred percent. Like even the the Disneyland fiftieth box set, where it had, it wasn't the, it was supposed to be the the music of Disneyland, but it had dialogue and sound effects and intrusive things that were not quite as we expected, right? But like this is so thoughtfully done. It's crazy. It's, the thing that I can't get over, and this is a personal thing, is. I have at least three record store days worth of purchases still in their shrink wrap. Like haven't gotten around to listening to them yet. Right. But by the time you're done <laughs> listening to them, will this yeah. set still be available? No, and totally. I'm saying like, we're not even, we're not even to the halfway part. I think it's, uh, it's um, eight volumes. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're not to like four yet or it's seven volumes that we, I don't know, but, it's fucking awesome, dude. And I can't like even the outer box for them to make it that texture that it is. I yeah, totally like, know what you're talking like about. Like my grandparents' records. Yes, it's super well done. It's super well done. And I also like that it's on the Disneyland label and not Walt Disney Records. Mm-hmm. Like right. everything's got is perfect. The old, about it's it. got the old font. It's got the old. Love it. Then there's a Silly Symphonies box set. It's like the complete Silly Symphonies uh, vinyl, really cool. on vinyl. That's awesome. Every, it's, every and, single, and, uh, not one cartoon is, every cartoon is included on it, including yeah. the racist ones that have never been released in like 50 years. And is it just the music or is it like the entire soundtrack, like everything that you would hear watching it? it it's tough because I, I think it might just be the soundtrack. Because that's how they were recorded. They were all put on one track. That's why it's called the soundtrack, because that's where the sound lived on one track. Sure. I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, with the Silly Symphonies, like, a sound effect would be a slide whistle, and the slide right. whistle would go with the music in tempo. And so you're not really losing, you know, you're not really, right. it's not in the way. It, no, it's sort of, uh, I don't want to say camouflage, but it's just a... Uh... It's purposeful. It's like it's part it's of like it. Part of the yeah. It's incorporated. So anyway, for three little pigs, um, was it just the lyrics, or did they have the dialogue it's, too? It's the dialogue. Okay. And which and the same with the the grasshopper and the ants. Uh, you have the singing yeah. and stuff, but I know there's. I don't know if Toontown Toontown has it. I don't know if those are yes. re-recordings. They're all the other ones in Toontown were re-recordings. Okay. Absolutely. So like, I know there's, cause I was kind of hoping like, cause they start off doing three silly symphonies per side. And then some now, these are like a hundred years old at this point, right? Like close like, to it. Close. Like, yeah. Yeah. Damn. yeah. I think the collection says what? 1929 to 1939 or something. Wow. And, and like, like Stevie just got it. And I wasn't going to be like, no, don't get those records. That I was, you know, it's one of those things where it's like when, when we went to go get like a, a new TV because our TV broke and we we're going to go get like a cheap LG or something. And she's like, I really like this Sony. I'm like, okay. And then right. if you want that, I'm not going to, I'm not putting up a fight. I'm not going to stand um, in your way on that one. Like right now she's looking possibly to get a, a PS5. And I'm like, wow. If you must. <laughs> yeah. I have a PS4 with Darth Vader on it, and I'm like, uh, you know, whatever. 
But um, <laughs> but so the set it's eighteen no sixteen discs. Um, Whoa. Yeah, and the, because how many every, Soul, Soul like symphonies are there? There's got to be like close to. Oh, I looked up right? the track list. I counted. Uh-huh. And There's how many? Seventy-five. Seventy-five. That's 75. a lot. And they probably are yeah. about seven minutes each, I would guess. Some are, some are more, some are less. Yeah. But you open up the gatefold for all of these and it has like detailed liner notes about each film. Uh, if there's problematic stuff in it, they let you know, hey, this one had problematic stuff. And yes. it's, it's, the, the, it's so amazing and comprehensive. Stevie wants me to just do a review on a, on the show, not an unboxing, but a review. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's 200 bucks, which in the grand scheme of things, it's not, not that bad. Not for it's a the lot only, of it's, Yeah, It's so comprehensive and, so and, the, and not available anywhere else except for this special thing. Right. It's not like you could stream it or anything. So for the same price, to put this in perspective, this is a 16-disc box set with eight gatefolds. Uh, uh, record sleeves okay. in a really nice box that that and it's it's foiled, stamped, numbered. We got like five thirty nine or something. So then, also for two hundred dollars, a while back, I got an eight disc set, which is half the discs that doesn't come in gatefolds for the Mandalorian. So like already, you're getting a great deal. I got a Godzilla right. set that's eighteen discs. That's two discs more for four hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, and it's an amazing set. So, so this, I mean, so I don't like, know. It's a it, really good deal, right? But I understand where Ryan's coming from. But also, like, it's a really good deal, dude. It's, it's not. I, but I totally see the value in it. I yeah. totally see the value, yeah. and it's excellent. The other thing that's kind of looming over my shoulder is they released a um, what was that <laughs> the responsibility of being an adult. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Um, but a little bit. The Rolling Stones released a box set, all of their albums in mono, which is like the only way to get it. And it's all colored vinyl, which doesn't really sway me one way or another. But it's as thoughtful as the Silly Symphony set is, except for the Rolling Stones, yeah. which I only have one Rolling Stones album, which. Is it the Seems... is it the lenticular one with the wizards? Yeah, <laughs> I scratched that shit out of it. <laughs> it's oh, the yeah. one with the zipper, right? Is that Rolling Stones where it's like they got someone's jeans and there's a, a no, zipper that, on well, the Well, that album is cover? Rolling Stones. That's Sticky Fingers. Um, and that's Andy Warhol designed that, and then Andy Warhol designed. Oh, I'm thinking of Velvet Underground, but he did that. Andy one Warhol too, designed the... Velvet Underground. He did the, the, well, the I mean, really. <laughs> No, what about it? I would for since I probably brought this up on the show because I don't know where else I would have brought it up. But up until recently, a few years ago, I was under the impression that Andy Warhol designed the Campbell soup can. Uh, (laughs) I think you did bring this up. I see. No, we just painted it and painted something that already existed, and then that's the thing. Um, <laughs> you thought I that saw he was like less impressed. I, like, like, look at Saul Bass. If you look at Saul Bass, who who did like the opening titles for like Hitchcock shit, he also designed logos like the Rockwell logo, 
and I don't know. There's like, like a billion of them. Boeing, so AT and T. I'm trying to think what else. United Way. Wiener uh, Schnitzel. Trying, it's Wiener Schnitzel. One of them. I think. I think the Wiener Schnitzel. Or the w, Warner Brothers right. with the the Warner Brothers with the um like the I, three sort of ovals to make. A I w. think so. But then but he also like, did things. He designed the Lowry's L for Lowry seasoning yeah. salt and all those. But he and also designed them, the doggy like, bags oh, yeah. for the restaurant. Like that's the sort of shit that you would do, and they're all gorgeous. They're all amazing, right? Uh, so I was under the impression, like, oh, Andy Warhol designed the soup can. No, he just painted one as a still life. That's stupid. I <laughs> anyway. well, I mean, I went to it, when they had the big Andy Warhol exhibit. Oh, I don't know. It's probably close to twenty years now, but down in L.A., it was super comprehensive. Um, but, you know, I'm used to his, him doing, like, silk screens and, you know, things like that, all of yeah. his popular stuff. But they had some early art when he was um, an illustrator for catalogs. And he was a fine artist. Like, he uh, – it He's wasn't fine. just – he was a fine artist, but he was a, he was a fine artist. He's like, fine. it wasn't just – I don't want to say gimmicky, but I don't want to take it away from him, but, you know, I'm just used to him silk screening and pictures of Elizabeth Taylor and and shit like that, Marilyn Monroe and Chairman Mao. But he could act like he was a quote unquote legitimate artist in a traditional sense before he became a pop artist and broke all the conventions of art and all that sort of shit. Right. That's interesting. I saw some invented the Velvet Underground. (laughs) <laughs> I saw some of the Sal Bass logos. I looked at them right now, and I see where you're coming from. I, I, I like I totally get this style. And he did the Girl Scouts logo. <laughs> yes, makes sense. But, like like yeah. if you mention a logo, you're like totally. You can picture the logo in your head, and you're like, yeah. absolutely, he did that. Yeah, I think IBM yeah. is IBM on there, yeah. Ben. This, I, this, I don't think that this is a comprehensive list. So I don't see IBM on here, but I don't doubt it. But he also did the logo for It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. So. Yeah. Yep. And they all kind of like seem like they're part of the same family too, but are right. distinctive enough to, to identify a brand. I get that. But yeah. not his brand. Anyway. Well, we're yes, that's the great irony. eight seconds. He, he, the great irony is he was ever, never able to design a logo for himself. <laughs> oh, so sad. <laughs> he just yeah. used like he just used Futura and just typed out his name. <laughs> that was his logo. I did a couple notes this week. Oh, I did notes too. And my phone's um, all the way over there. Hold but on. but we have a couple bits of business to get to before we get started on talking about Sweet Tooth. Oh shit! Um, uh, ben, yes. Any word on Angie Tribeca and where you can stream Listen, it? guys, here's Ben with the <laughs> Angie Tribeca streaming report. Uh, I did some research, and I want you all to know that um, Angie Tribeca is currently streaming on Hulu. So anywhere okay. you can get Hulu, you can stream Angie Tribeca. So that's the Angie Tribeca report. Which means it'll probably be on that new Super Disney Plus Hulu app thing. Oh, is there a new thing? I think they're trying to do, like, Disney Plus Star over in the UK, uh-huh. which is their version, it has like the Hulu stuff and the Disney Plus stuff all in one. Um, I also have a secondary update from last week. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I reached out to Seth, our friend Seth. Oh, Seth performed. Yeah. Seth performed in Henry V. Henry V is the name of the play I saw. Henry V. 
Good job. Is and it, I and I remember I didn't go because I hadn't seen the first four and I don't want to get lost. <laughs> that's just that's just prudent. That's just prudent. Is there a ghost in Henry the Fifth? Let's see. Let's. I, I don't remember it. Henry Fifth ghost. I feel like there's got to be because I. Why would I think that? Hmm. Is 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 Henry? Maybe Henry the Fourth is the ghost. Uh-huh. <laughs> some sort of some sort of looming presence. There's a ghost of King Henry the Sixth. Um, well, there you go. But that's in Henry the <laughs> Sixth. I don't know. Maybe, well, he said maybe Henry. V. Is there really a Henry the Sixth? I honestly did did not realize that that was just Henry the <laughs> Fifth. Oh There's God. a bunch of Henry. I mean, they made it all the way up to eight. I know that for sure. Yes, because Wait, of the in, song. In, as far as plays. No, as far as Henry's uh, Kings of England. Plays. <laughs> uh, let's see, William he Shakespeare. Said... So I, I asked him about this, and he said Henry V. So I'm assuming that's Henry V. Yeah, that's um, and, then he said, and then he said, why do you ask? Apparently, Seth doesn't listen to the Darmalars. Oh, boo. <laughs> He's got yeah, there's things a, to do. Henry like V. It tells the story of King Henry V of England. Oh, this is the one where he's got that really rousing speech. I'm pretty sure that uh, Brana did a film version of this one. Oh, yeah, that's right. That score is good. Patrick Doyle. Know it. Is it Patrick Doyle? I'm assuming it's Patrick Doyle does all of his movies. Oh, except right, for the is. next Poirot, Poirot movie. Oh. Who's doing that one? Which, um, uh, uh, Hilder. Ah, oh, shit, man. I'm not Valderrama. Almost. <laughs> It's a really, it's a really, uh, I don't want to say foreign, but it's definitely like not a common name here in Anaheim. Right. <laughs> here in Anaheim. But, um, but yeah, have you seen those Poirot movies? I have. I have not. not. But he looks like the character, which is he's got a, mustache. Know, a win. Yeah, Are you basing that on when you read the you're basing that on when you read the Poirot books, or does he look like the guy that played him in like the BBC or on whatever the, on the TV show? So yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. So he's like, well, he looks like that guy. Like he looks like the last guy that right. played him. So <laughs> it's slam dunk. The last one, the last one I saw, I, I I I feel like the backstory was bullshit, and they just made it up. Where he was in World War Two, and or. Yeah, World War One. He was in the trenches. One, the World War. He was in World War Two, and he and he saw case of, of who did it. Who did World War Two? <laughs> it was Hitler. The end. It, it, but like a bomb goes off and blows up his like upper lip, and so that's had, why he has a mustache. <laughs> oh, so it's that kind of origin story. It's fucking, I'm like, no way. This is in the book. This 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 reeks of 100 modern day prequel. How did he get the mustache? For sure, it was the solo. Well, look, it was the you know Poirot, what? a Star Wars story. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the mustache from Lando, and it was the first day he used his whip, and, right? Yeah, and some guy gave him his hat, and and there was a really big snake that was scary. <laughs> what a day! Almost as scary as the octopus. I gotta say, Ralph. I think uh, you saw Henry. The, you even saw Shakespeare play, and it wasn't like it was. I'm gonna call it like a deep cut. You didn't go and see like Romeo and Juliet, or right. you know, one of the ones that everyone knows about. You went and saw a Henry V. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Good job. Well done. Cheers. I saw Romeo and Juliet in high school. Uh, the video cassette. 
and we were warned that there was a booby in it and not to giggle. Ah, uh, yes. We're also like we're also like seventeen year olds, right? So we just yeah, we so, didn't giggle, but we just pushed uh, the mask. It was too late for giggling at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. saw that same uh, movie. <laughs> did you see Booby? <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> uh, I remember be- being tipped off. Yeah, there's a boob in it, and I totally missed it, and I was super pissed it's at so myself. Quick. It's so it was quick. Probably like get... weeks, it was probably weeks before you, you saw a boob after that. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Probably. All righty. Um, again, <laughs> once again, so today... Uh, I go to turn on Sweet Tooth, and Steve's like, Ugh. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I got to do it for the show. I don't know why I keep doing this to myself, because the show's fucking awesome, and I love watching it. It's 100% because of Why the Last Man. That's the, the trauma, and I do the same fucking thing, too. It's like, oh, fuck, I have to, oh, yeah, I like this one. This is a good one. Yeah. Again, and again, they have eight episodes to play with and to tell mm-hmm. this story, and they got their shit together. And they can be like, we don't have to hold out on any character reveals or any other things. Here we go. We talked about the going up to the clinic at Fort whatever call whatever you call it, and then they are there on this episode. Right. It went straight to Fort Smith. We didn't have had... two episodes where they're traveling there, and it's like perfect. Right. Or, or even worse, for like the two episodes where they're traveling there and then something happens on the way and they have to deal with that for two episodes. This was just <laughs> right. like straight, straightforward. And like this was a, this this episode was dense in terms of we got to see like five or six different storylines advanced as we mm-hmm. saw what happened with the with the doctor and Gus at Fort Smith and then Bear out on the wagon train with Kyle XY and <laughs> And the the animals, uh, uh, the hybrid kids with uh, Ronnie. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I know, right? That sounds like racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the uh, the new the new city of uh, Boat Town. What is it called? Factory Boat Town. Factory Town. Sounds like Mad Max. <laughs> it does. I thought that she was just talking, you know, metaphorically. She said, "Oh, you know, it's a factory town." And then later, when Abbott was like. <laughs> Abbott was like uh, Bob Hope on The Simpsons. Like, hey, wh- what's the name of this place? Mm-hmm. Factory Town. Okay, great. Let's roll with it. <laughs> uh, we're hanging out at the cantina all day. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the cantina, which is a bar in a windmill, and it has its own neon sign that says cantina. I loved it, and I wanted to go there. It seemed like a great yeah. place to be. I think they, like just they had open windows. You get some cross ventilation. You drink some beer. I love that. You drink some moonshine. moonshine. Oh yeah, moonshine. That's right. Out of a jar. That, that I like the world building in this series. I think they've done an excellent job of showing like this is people scavenging modern stuff to use it to be like pioneers. Like the U-Haul, the covered wagon U-Haul for, is a great example of that. I think that's good yes. visual storytelling. Yeah. Um, Every time I say it, it reminds me of Oregon Trail. Yeah. Yeah, we have to make sure Bear doesn't get dysentery. <laughs> but she left him. She left the wagon trail. They had to go join the last men because she, she figures out that um that Gus has been They're captured at the zoo. At the zoo yeah. When all the zoo kids are captured. What did you guys think of that uh, alligator boy? Peter. Peter the crocodile. 
I thought it was, it was cool. There was like, like the the jump scare of him jump biting on Hulk. By the way, the subtitles say that big guy's name is Hulk. Okay. So the the jump scare of Peter jumping biting on the Hulk's hand, and then when he bit on the other random last man's Hulk foot hands. and rolled like a crocodile does. Yes. That's like, that's cool. a little detail that makes sense, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I like the direction think- of the show. I, I And I liked Peter because I thought at first you're like, holy shit, like, this is like the next level hybrid where it's more animal than human. Right. Um, and once Peter stood. Right. It's the same, it's tiny, the same level. With a little tiny body and <laughs> right. crocodile head. Yeah. And then God and Gus's face, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this thing going to talk? And then it talked. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. This is great. The, please. That's no, Ben, I want to hear what you say. <laughs> it's the same level that we've seen before in terms of like the realism of Bobby and Peter the Alligator Boy. This this is yeah. the level that we're going for, and you know, I accept it. Yeah. So do you think that Peter is going to ruin Gus's rep. So Gus's rep took a hit because he yes. lied about the salamander or whoever, the, the first kid who died. Timulian. And now it could be perceived, if you're Peter, that Gus was used as a pawn to trap a hybrid like and make him feel good. And then he's captured and imprisoned. And is, is Peter going to spill his guts and the hybrid kids are going to distrust Gus more. Potentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think what, what we saw that the hybrids were, were having a big problem with Gus when the truth came out, because I want to say like four or five of them had folded their arms when they were looking at him. And that's, that's how you know, know. <laughs> they were upset. They had their arms all the way folded up. And the, the, the consequences of that, like one way for that to play out, it's bad enough that Gus has this community for the first time in his life. And he made this choice that he thought was going to protect them. And it turns out he was lying and they don't like it. And now he has to deal with those consequences. But if you wanted to take it one step further, it could be, and then he needs them to do something to keep them safe and they don't trust them. And, uh, you know, maybe someone gets hurt or, or killed in that situation. That's how you make that like a real downer. For sure. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I mean, Gus can explain himself. It's it's not like, I don't know. The, the stakes with the kids aren't that great. They seem pretty easygoing. Like, oh, no, I lied. they dropped the button. The monkey girl dropped the button. And I was like, oh, right. like, don't worry about it. So they don't feel right. like they're too harsh on each other because they know they're in it together. And I, I, I think with Gus, with him lying, but then also getting sort of preferential treatment, by him being the right. one that goes out and back and forth, um, which to them might feel like preferential well, treatment. They, but if they, they realize what so. they did to Kid Chameleon, um, mm-hmm. like maybe they don't want to be out there. But maybe they say, right. the chances. it says it's not fair. Why does he always get to go? I think they're trying to plant yeah. something. So why yeah. does Gus get special treatment? It's not fair. You lied to us. They're more pissed off at him than Penelope about yeah. lying, even though she lied just as much as Gus did. And now you have this right. Peter situation. I think they're I think they're gonna set up that there's gonna be he's gonna be ostracized from from the hybrids. 
in a, I mean, I don't know how the season's going. And Ben, I think you said that this is completely straight from the book, but right. with, with Abbott going into factory town and some of the people like buying into his bullshit, um, yeah. it would kind of be nice if the people that don't fall into that bullshit, um, along with bear big man and Penelope's mom, um, if they all are able to take back the zoo again as a place for the hybrids to flourish, along with Dr. Singh and and that, his wife, who is now clearly sympathetic towards hybrids. Right. She she made the choice to go and visit the hybrids, and I don't know about that one. That, for me, I was like, ooh, or do you want to... Did you, did you want to see the sausages made? Like, but she does. I think that's the thing. She was that's was set up by the conversation she had with her husband, like about karma. Yeah, about karma and all that. So she wanted to because well, I mean, if she was of, giving herself bad karma. There's this sort of ignorance when it comes to the hybrids, and she yes. probably fell into that ignorance. And seeing uh, Wendy's artwork to her mom, and showing her. an intelligence. Right. humanized her and let her know that, oh, maybe they're not just dumb animals. Right. And she wants a closer look. Because I was I was curious about her motives as well. I was like, I don't trust her. Uh-huh. But I feel like she's she's cooling out with the treatment she's getting. Because I feel like she was more cold-blooded in that other town with the people that burned well, people were, alive. They, they were further removed. Like, she was a, a farther away yeah. from the kids. Now, like, Especially having gone to see them, like you can't go back after that, right? Can you go and get another injection after you've given carrots to the hybrid kids? Like that's got to be done for her, right? I don't know, and and maybe that's what they're setting up is to make things high stakes. Is she's going to say, "I'm not going to take the treatment anymore," and that's going to um, motivate Doctor Singh even further to try and get the microbes out of the eggs. And mm-hmm. get the, I, I think it's all going to come to a head where she's, it's it's going to be higher stakes for Doctor Singh, not just to save his own skin amongst the last men, but also to save his wife who no longer wants to take the treatment anymore. Yeah, that's my I think, guess. I, that's what I'm thinking because I feel like you can't, like she can't go back. Once you, like, you start by thinking, oh, you know, these kids are just. Uh, animals and monsters, but then you see the drawing, you go and meet them. Now, Wendy didn't talk to her, but you could you look at Wendy and you have to be in a real mood to not see just a little girl. Just a little girl who happens to have a pig ear and pig nose. So, okay, let's, let me, let, you've seen The Happening. We've all seen The Happening. And yes. The Happening, the movie Happening, is it's it's nature sort of combating an enemy, which is people. Some people live Mark Wahlberg lives. Some people don't live. Um, and I'm trying to remember the correlation between the purple flowers and the hybrids. They both seem to show up at the same time as the crumble. I don't know if the crumble has anything to do with the hybrids or if it's a coincidence that this happened at the same time. But is it nature selecting who lives and who dies? Is is Did she figure out by helping out the hybrids and being a friend of the hybrids is there some sort of pheromone or something that, well, that, be that nature understands that this is not an enemy of nature? 
Right. It's, well, is she has got- It sounds magical, but is that the cure? Is there some sort of thing where nature understands what people are threats? I mean, clearly Abbott should be taken out by this point. Right. If that's the case. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Well, but that's the opposite, you know, because the way you're looking at it, which I think makes sense, is that we're talking about nature preserving what it wants to preserve. I don't think it has the ability to attack directly. Like, it can't say, mm-hmm. I want to go after General Abbott. It's got this sick that has to go through the vectors that a sick would, that a disease goes through. Whereas mm-hmm. if there's something to, like, stop it, you know, that could just be whatever, like you said, a pheromone, some sort of antibody or whatever. And I'm trying to think about examples. And the, the two best examples are some of people that like were helpful to the hybrids because presumably the hybrids are, you know, nature's team. Like here, they're immune to right. the sick. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the people that, but the people that have been the nicest to the hybrids are Pubba and Amy, and they just weren't around any humans for 10 years. So <laughs> who's to say like right. Pubba got sick pretty quickly after they jabbed him. Yeah. Right. So, so one one thing real quick in the last episode, when they put Gus in the room with the flowers, uh-huh. one of the persons person was heard to say that would kill us. Do we know that? Was it, is that the only time that we hear that the flowers can hurt people? Before this, I, I think it's that- understood that it's bad. Like because yeah. that was a whole thing in the town where people were lighting everybody on fire. Right. Was I believe Singh found purple flowers outside his house and he like disposed of them. He smushed them, yeah. I think because it's I think there's some there. sort of a again we don't know what people know and what they're ignorant of and the the, the purple flowers. Um, we got a glimpse of it with Birdie mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago when she was in the ice and there was the big purple flower. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she seemed to come through on that one, right? Right. I think the the flowers are more like it's almost a sign like the sick has been here. I almost feel like the flowers come after. Um, I don't think okay. it's a, a warning so much as like a marker. But it, again, uh, with like with this chicken and egg episode, a lot of this stuff happened too close to, to see. Does one of it cause one of it? Are they independent but just coincidental? Like the sick happened at the same time that the hybrids start coming out and we still don't know exactly what the relationship between them is. And I think it's the same thing with the blue flowers. Uh, But I, I was watching and thinking about Abbott and his, his technique for getting people onto his side. And it's like, like he starts from, he's like a snake oil salesman. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. He's, he's dropping, they drop the supplies off the train. And it's like, okay, look, we've got supplies. If you need, you know, if you need anything, you should come with us. And then he does the speech in the town where he says, "What does he say?" The hybrid. He says the hybrids are the enemy. He's yeah. the, the hybrid. He says the the hybrids wiped us out. What are you talking about, man? So he's no. So now he's that's another classic technique for getting people to join you. Is there's the other. These things are the other, and they're your enemy, and yeah. I can protect you from them. And then to. to to finish it all off, he takes that dude from the quarantine and gives him the the supposed cure, and all he even has to see is his picky stop um, shaking, and they're like, "We'll sign up. We love you, Abbott." And I'm thinking, is there not a single person in the crowd that wants to see if this guy is still cured like a day from now? Yeah, they all took off their masks immediately. Right. Yeah. 
I think that he with it's a um, he's done a good job of trying to short, short circuit everyone's critical thinking. You know, yeah. I, there's so many steps that he's laid. Like here's the supplies, blah blah blah, so that they're just willing to accept him. Yeah, like I'm a good and, guy. I'm trying to give you everything you want and everything you need. Right. He's on our side. And yeah. then on uh, the in the car ride, Shambhala by Three Dog Night. Yep. Which was on our other show that we watched. Yeah. By the last man. Why <laughs> oh, indeed. And and I, I have to say, I don't know how everything works, but do you think that there's radio stations after the crumble? Possibly. Or is it like that they he had a CD in the car? Possibly. I feel like there could be radio stations. The way I was thinking about it is, I don't know if you guys ever get this, but you're you're listening to a playlist that you yourself made, and a song comes on, and you go, yeah, I love this song. This is awesome. And it's like, well, yeah, (laughs) duh, dumbass. You made it for you. It's going to be stuff on here you like. Did you guys watch the new kids in the hall? Yeah. When you're talking about like radio stations, post-apocalypse. Ben, did you see it? No, no. There's a there's a sketch where Dave Foley is in a bunker like post apocalypse running a radio station but he only has one record to play and it's brand new key by Melanie but like he'll stop and he'll do like radio banter but he's worn down by you know the apocalypse <laughs> right <laughs> but he still feels the duty and obligation to continue to play music and it's just brand new key by M- Melanie which is it's a great so song, good. by the way. It's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There could be. Who knows? But he seemed to enjoy the song. And I'm like, yeah, I like this song. I like it from Lost. And it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. And then I was like, oh, man, he's going to ruin this song for me, isn't he? Yes, he <laughs> is. Shoots that dude in the head. And he was just you dancing know. like a goddamn weirdo. He's having a great time. You know, if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. So what did you guys think about everything that transpired in the cantina? I have not heard a single mention of that aside from the moonshine. Because there was a lot of exposition that happened there, right? There was, yeah. We got to see that moment where this lady has been waiting by the phone for nine years to hear from her wife. And, you know, she's you know what? still there. And what's great about A, the direction of the show, and B, the acting of the show, when she said she was waiting for a call, I I immediately was like, oh, she's not going to get that call. She's been waiting a long time. But what's perfect is that the actor who plays Big Man, you could see that he thought the exact same time that I thought that thing. Because she was frantic when she was saying it. It's like, that's not a person yeah. of, of sound mind. Right. So it's like, so it's like nicely executed um and then to answer ryan's question if phones landlines are still working there could possibly be a radio signal could be i mean and who knows where it's who knows where it's coming from i mean you know uh uh uh, wendy's mom has her own radio signal going out who knows i think it's more likely that there would be radio than telephone because telephone requires Lines, thousands of miles of infrastructure to be maintained where a radio just has to have one point a broadcast, whatever that is. Like you could have a Mr. Microphone technically, 
Um, even though that would only broadcast in your house, but like you still could. Hey, hybrids. Show. We'll be by to pick you up I later. Got a brand new <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I know and that was and that was a cool moment, and the big man's like his reaction wasn't. They weren't gonna like. He wasn't gonna argue with her. He wasn't gonna push her around. No. He just walked up and just you know, here I'm gonna give you some empathy right now. Hug well, power. Yeah. Magical what's hug. great about that is you can tell since he immediately knew that was happening. Um, he's run across stuff like this already. Yeah. Like this I mean, is, everyone... this is, this is, he knows the, how this world works and he knows right. that they're not going to call. I mean, even like, I mean, this is a world where he was pretty sure to go grab his two buddies, not knowing that they were dead. Like right. death is everywhere. Death is happening to everybody. And you're like, Oh, this lady's been waiting nine years. Maybe it'll ring for her and it'll be like a whole Rose and Bernard thing where it's like, oh, Bernard's still alive. But in this show, you're like, no, no, like, like everything is it's it cracks me up because everything in the show is so dire. Everything is bad. Everybody is is hurting and struggling. And it's a constant like it's a constant like bout with like survival. Uh, But then you also have the little rascals. like hands on your hips like a fucking beaver puppet putting his hands his puppet hands on his puppet (laughs) in overalls and it's like it it's it works right it does i don't know if it works i don't know if bobby works for ryan but no there's something about the animal boys and girls where it's like you know what as Uh shitty as everything is the hybrids are safe. They're not going to get yeah. hurt. The hybrids aren't getting the sick. And I like them. And mm-hmm. there's there's this there's this one storyline of the five storylines is this storyline of hope. <laughs> and it's like it's so like nothing bad. Even though Chameleon Kid or Kid Chameleon died, Roy right. um, died. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the rest are safe. I have no even even Peter. Feel like, yeah, because Peter like, probably yeah, should have yep. just got shot, but I don't know. I've, now I don't they're bringing know. Peter back. Peter's gonna have friends for the first time in his life, and it, it, you're right because, like, oh in God, the middle of Peter all this, outfit. you could pick an outfit for Peter, it's just some shorts or something. It has to be. I, oh, I don't, dude, shorts, I, I, just, I like bore shorts and sunglasses, absolutely. Oh, how fucking so he's like a TNC kind of uh, mascot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I need to get that dude. Uh, oh God, what's his? Uh, I'm not going to remember his name. Thriller Gorilla. Steve. Yeah, the guy who did those. It's like Steve oh, yeah. Nazar. Nazar. It's all best. Like, dude, I want a Steve Nazar fucking TNC shirt with all the kids from Sweet Tooth. From Sweet Tooth. Oh, that's great. The hybrid crew. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that, that's, he, that, lives, that's... he lives in like Riverside. Well, well let's go drive down and do commissions. Though. I wanted him to do a VHS do for me in the style of TNC, and I don't think I don't think commissions were that much. I think I'd rather do the VHS dude than the hybrids from Sweet Tooth, but sure, yeah. Uh, maybe stick he's a fan. To, maybe he's already done it. Stick to your own IP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. but like to what to what you were saying in terms of like the the hybrid kids having hope, like that was that moment at the end of last season where. Yeah, at first, it, the thought is, oh, no, Gus got, is caught. The bad guys have Gus. It's so terrible. This is the worst things I've ever been. And it's like one of the moments of his life. There's other kids like him. There's kids. Yeah. 
he's got yeah. a family. So and yeah, they're so happy to hear his stories about Birdie and yeah. Pubba and right. the place the place he lived and uh they drew the talking about bear, bear like like Gus's worldview is way different than what's happening. So him telling right. the story of Bear this episode, it's like holy shit, he sees this world way different. And he's like, and she's got a tiger. Like right. it's a tiger that they use to hurt you to like attack your friends. Right. But that's not the that's like that's not what Gus it's sees. the least it's the least cynical character ever. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, insane well, his worldview. Gus, Gus saw the tiger completely differently because Gus was like the the tiger wasn't a threat to him because he was able to use his Gus powers to just be chill with it with yeah. Daisy. Um, speaking of bear, do we think um, Kyle XY is going to put together that bear was part of the animal collective that killed his dad? That killed his dad. Yeah, definitely. Is that gonna, I think, you think so? Yeah, I think that's where we're headed for sure. Um, hopefully by then she'll have enough cachet to explain to him why that was an okay thing that she did or why she was had the animal army in the first place. I was trying to figure out why, because here's, here's, here's where she's at in the moment, right? So she finds out that Kyle XY is, you know, leaning to the right a little bit, right? Like he wants to join last man. Um, He's uh, has vengeance for her animal collective. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy seems like somebody maybe that you wouldn't want to hang around with. Right. But when she hears about the compound and, puts it together that that's where Gus is probably at. She starts running off and she says, come on, come with me. And I'm like, why the fuck would you want that guy to come with you? Like, stay the yeah. fuck away from that dude. You can't trust I mean, the sweater well, vest is great, but <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure that yeah. out. Was his, name, was his name Jordan or something? Jordan. His I name's Jordan. Know. Is it Jordan? And then, yeah. and then he talked about his brother who also had some sort of like kind of biblical sounding name and stuff. Oh, I didn't catch that one, but he, he um, I was thinking about if with Bear. Well, there's got to be a moment where Bear and Wendy reunite, and it's gonna be Bear being like, "Oh my God, my sister," and Wendy saying, "I'm sorry, I've never met you. I was a baby when they dropped me off at the zoo." So that's, I don't know. I, I don't know if I guess I'm borrowing trouble, but I'm just thinking like, it's it's gonna be kind of unsatisfying for me, I guess. What's I don't know. I, but I don't, I don't know. Just some saying, things, I don't know. Some things, some, some things in the show have come to pass and things we've talked about and theorized and it's still satisfying to me. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know where, I, where I'm coming from on it. It's just like, I guess it just makes me feel bad that Wendy doesn't know her real family at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't mean anything to her. But I, I've never been in that situation where, you know, you meet someone that you should have known. Right. And so sometimes people in that situation just go instantly into it and have that, like, okay, you know, we, we should have a connection, so let's have a connection. But I guess maybe I'm just yeah. um, not wired that way. Yeah. yeah I, was, I, I was thinking one thing about Singh is that for all we know, he might be like the last doctor. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why the last doctor? <laughs> Why the last doctor? He 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 thinks he is. He That's the thing. Yeah, 
he he thinks he is. He thinks he's the last hope. And I really like his drive and determination. Right. Um, and I, I'm I'm glad that like I feel like in a regular show where his wife's like you're not getting enough sleep, and he's like he's like I'm gonna leave to go to Fort Smith. Fort Smith. Fort Smith. Um, like you would think in a regular show that would be an argument. Like you're never here for me. Right. But it's kind of nice just to be like, you know, showing uh, uh, people married in a stressful situation, still kind of being by each other's side still being uh, and understanding and understanding like, hey, listen, like she said, you didn't come to bed last night. And it's she understands it. She's not mad. Um, she probably wants him to get some rest because he probably needs the rest. But at the same time, she understands why this is important to him, why it's important to everybody else. And there's no, there's no reason to bicker and, 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 and complain. And that's one of those things that Abbott, you know, he's such a, just an asshole. Like if there's like, it's such a, like, like during the pandemic, there was people who were like anti this, anti that pro this, don't tell me what to do. And people were at each other's throats. And it's like, I don't understand that. We're all in the same boat. Why can't we just get together and understand each other and 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 try to survive and work things out? That's what's, you know, whatever's the best for one is probably, you know, just work as a group. Right. And I like that the Sings are kind of like that. Like they're, they're, they understand that. Abbott is this just an asshole. Who's taken oh, yeah. this opportunity, opportunity to, to yeah. grab power, and even his number two guy, the the dude with the mullet, like seems way fucking cooler than Abbott. Right. Like I feel like the last man could be okay if their brains weren't filled with stupid shit. Right. Right. It's like following it, this 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 insane person. Well, that's why what's frustrating about it is because here comes this group and there's, there's people that are actually doing something. They're actually banding together. They've got supplies. And that's great. Like, wouldn't that be awesome if we all work together? But it turns out they're being led by an idiot and the, he's feeding them bullcrap and their motives are, are stupid. So it's just like, it's just more of the same. But that's, that's great about um, Ronnie and Dr. Singh. Like, you're right. It's um, a very mature way of handling these characters where they do have conflict it's not to say that they just go yeah. along with what the other one wants all the time but it doesn't rise to a level that's um purely uh vitriolic it's they, they it's like okay yeah. i have my position you have your position i'm not necessarily going to back down but you know at the end of the day we're still a team yeah. uh yeah. and then so we have this very mature writing very like emotionally grounded and then we have ronnie playing scrapple with johnny mullet and she spells yeah. out doom on her letters for the audience to see that things aren't going so great here in the apocalypse. Well, you play the letters you have. I think that's real life. <laughs> if that's what mood. you... She could have said mood. <laughs> I guess so. Well, who, what was she connecting to? She was, she was, was, it, was on her, it was on her um, board. She spelled that out on it her was, on It was her on her uh, tray. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Tray. <laughs> and it, it, that, like a, that was kind of that was kind of dorky like, it, yeah. like it, it's moments like that where you're like oh yeah like this is a comic book like this is <laughs> this is this is a graphic novel this isn't like i get you get co so wrapped up in the for some reason i'm like 
like the animal kids, I feel bad for them. I, I, I am fully immersed in this story. And then she puts doom and they cuts to a close up. I'm like, well, that's kind of dorky. Like, right. but, but at the same time, like, like Bobby should bother me as much as it bothers Brian. Okay. But Bobby yeah, doesn't right. bother me for some you're reason. Right. Um, but, but it's just crazy that, that I'm so sucked in this story that I don't really, I'm like, those no. are hybrid kids. Yeah. Yeah, as you write in terms of the graphic novel, like I or comic book or whatever, because I could totally see a panel with Doom yeah. on the cross, like after they're done playing, that's what's left or something, just to remind like our audience page. of their mood. And it reminded me so, next issue. so much of Charlie's Angels. Was it Charlie's Angels or Charlie's Angels Two, where she's got on the, the Scrabble board and she points out enemy <laughs> to, to, to subtly <laughs> indicate that Sam Rockwell is not on their side. I do not remember that. That sounds awesome, though. <laughs> Good thing she had all the letters for SP. Oh, so um, I, we got some cool stuff with seeing Project Midnight Sun and Birdie, yeah. and she they they got the microbes from this village or the, this this guy sailed to the Arctic. Dr. James Thacker sailed to the Arctic in 2011. There was rumors of a people there that, you know, couldn't get sick and live forever a long time. And what's crazy to me is, like, here's this isolated village, right? And mm-hmm. you've decided what you're going to do is come and take their microbes and bring them to us? Like, it's the opposite yeah. of, um, like, smallpox. You know, we, right. we don't have right. the, the um, immune system they have. Don't give us their shit, bro. But I think that's yeah. the thing is like they think that their immunity comes from the microbe, so it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Like right. And well, we found the like, source of it. It's this stuff right here. And then you got chickens with deer kids in them. And that's know. right. They just started. Inject- <laughs> as far as I understand it, they started injecting the microbe into chicken eggs, and all of a sudden, Gus showed up one day. Like he was like vulcanized rubber. They didn't plan to make a Gus. They just found him in one of the eggs. Is what it seems like. So all That's the so nutty. are we are we to think that all the hybrid kids have come from eggs? No, because we saw a lot of them being born. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know if any other ones came from eggs uh, at all. Because except Peter for Peter, did. but Peter might be eleven <laughs> years old, right? He was there in the lab. So yeah, maybe yeah. Peter. Yeah. So that makes so like that fully makes sense why Sing wants peter because he's also a hybrid from that facility right he might have the same at the very least he's got a pineal gland that they can fucking tap into and so i i gotta say dr singh is watching some of the videos oh yeah first of all they're like hey let's bring everything back to the preserve and i was like it's a fort yeah fuck the preserve bring the last men here and now you have a fort like, shouldn't it be pretty yeah. easily defended? With with an electrical grid. Yeah. Right. Good point. Is the zoo, does the zoo have electricity? I'm trying to remember. Well, she definitely had the radio. I really want to see. Okay. Well, yeah. So, okay. To, I guess that makes sense. Have something. But so he's watching these videos and he's the, it, like, he's saying, what are you saying? Oh, what happened to you, Dr. Miller? Where did you go? Bro. 98% of humanity is dead. <laughs> it's just like, oh, where could she be? I, like, dude, everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Yeah. I right. wouldn't spend any time asking where anyone was. 
Great. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any more notes on the episode, but um, except how many stones do you think Bear skipped to get that to go right in front of the camera? She, <laughs> was it a lot of stones? Was it CG? It didn't look CG. It's probably CG. CG. It's probably, but I mean, why would you, why would you spend the money on just a shot of a stone skipping if you can like? Because okay, you don't want to throw a rock at a fifty thousand dollar camera. <laughs> yeah, you well, have a barrier point. or something. I don't know. But I was thinking, like, you don't have Peter the Crocodile Boy and Bobby the um, Gopher Kid, and then CGI a rock skipping. It seems like that's not what we're going for here. <laughs> It was only two. I I bet I bet she did that within an afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> you can get good at it. I, th- I don't know what Jordan was up to because we never saw anything he threw hit the water. He was just like, "Yeah, rocks." <laughs> he wasn't trying to skip stones. That's for sure. He was just throwing rocks in the water. <laughs> uh, the only two things that I have left on my notes is that um, I'm really interested to find out who Amy called. Like, it would have been one thing to find out who big man's dudes were going to be, but, you know, they're in that boot hill, so we're not going to hear from them. But I want to know who Amy called, and that's going to be fun, because I'm going to find out, like, next week. Yeah, that's why I'm talking about the pacing of the show. I love it. I mean, I can find out right now. And uh, the other one is uh, uh, Abbott referenced the three. Uh, After he pulled off that sham cure of that guy, and he's listening to Shambhala. He said something about the three won't be able to ignore me. And I just... Um, Is it those people that he met up with in a couple episodes ago? I, Remember at the end, there was... Was there three other groups? There that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking about three factions. I think there might be like three other leaders. And he's like maybe yeah. the black sheep. Yeah. Like the five I'm families. Trying this, I'm trying to predict where the season goes. Um, and it seems like a culmination of every storyline coming back to the zoo. It's got it. Yeah, the, something's got to happen at the the zoo. But then I'm cu- really curious to know what happens in season three. Like the story is like the trajectory of it is like definitely leading to a very specific spot. And I'm curious to see what season three is. Well, it, so I'm already excited. I'm really excited about where this is going. It doesn't even have to be, even be the last men. It doesn't even have to be Abbott necessarily. Like we don't. Necess- it doesn't have to be that they are the big bad in season three. It could be right. that his arc ends at the end of this season, and next season something else. Because you know, it could go like it could go any way. Because there are those other three factions. Those are those other three factions, or it doesn't even have to be about an external, you know, man versus man situation. So, yeah, yeah be, I wonder. I kind of, I'm kind of like excited to get to the end of season three or at some point where the narrator's telling the story and we sort of see like a world where there's like a grown up Gus right. hanging out in a garden with like people. Like, yeah. like, a, like a utopia. And I, th- this show, like, even though everything's dire, I still feel like it's going to end with a happy ending. Uh, I don't know if the comic did, um, but I feel like the show is like really, really, there's like 
they're really leaning into the like, hey, man, it's just about hybrids getting together with humans. And I think that's obtainable. I think that's an obtainable goal. Yeah. And I think the, the, I think from the comic, uh, something that I think that they might take advantage of the TV show, too. But there was definitely like a time skip. Um, okay. But I, this I don't think that it would make sense to do the time skip between seasons. It seems to me right. like it might be something more in the middle of season three if they're going to do that middle or near the end but you're right Uh, what i could definitely see like a shot of like old gus and that's that's how you know like you say happy ending happy enough well he made it yeah yep stuff stuff happens all the way to all of us like yeah so yeah i i I could see that for sure oh next week's episode is called bad man wait it's called batman bad Bad, yeah, yeah. Oh. Bad. so like oh. Michael Jackson, yeah, okay. <laughs> very devilish. Um, okay, I was hoping it was Batman because what if what there's if a Batman kid showed up? we haven't seen, ah, uh, hanging in the corner upside down. Oh, we never talk about him, he's he's real quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I just no, now I'm thinking you? about the the bat people from uh, Guardians Batman. Three. In what three? What the bat the bat dude and the bat the bat woman and the bat guy whose house they go to in Guardians Three. That's who they borrow the car. Oh from. yeah, that's all. I was right. the, they were that's bats. Bat hybrid. Yeah, I think I need to see that movie again. <laughs> I think so too. It'll be well, easier that's the a... second time around, knowing that everybody sure. is still alive. Yep. Nobody dies. And all Rocket stuff was in the past. And he's a CG creation. <laughs> well, well that, that's, what do we say? about this episode, I guess, yeah. guys. Yeah. So, uh, I, 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 I'm going to try to keep this in mind for next week. Mm-hmm. When it comes time to watch Sweet Tooth, be excited about it. Yeah, don't it's forget, good. you like it. It's I really show. like it. I... Yeah. I I equate it to Mandalorian again because they are both eight episode season arcs. They're the seasons are only eight episodes, and this uh-huh. is like how it should be: one storyline, a lot of characters that tie together, and a real focused like plot. Like it's really like I understand everything that's going on. I don't mind if Mandalorian decides to do like a procedural cop thing or a side oh, right. quest but at the same time like you have eight, eight episodes right you can make something really cool that won't fit in a movie size and it could be like a mega movie like three movies it's a trilogy and sweet Tooth just does it so well i mean who knows people who have already finished this season are probably oh they really fucked up with, with episode five you guys have no idea we don't yeah. have any idea we don't have any idea, and we like no. it that way. We're not cheating. That's, that's how we do no. it. No. We watch it. I watch it the day of our recordings because I, I want to make sure it's still fresh. That's you know, it. So that's too. What Amy's mom yep. is, or what? What? Wait, Amy's the mom's name. Yes. Well, I got it right. Yeah, and Wendy is Wendy. Penelope. Right. They should have given her like red pigtails. That would help sure. me out. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I, I actually had to watch it today because uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out yesterday, and I was trying to oh, spend shit. time on that. 
Mine's on my way. I got nice. a physical copy coming in the mail. My nice. Breath of the Wild is <laughs> Did still... you say Tears of Heaven? No, I hope not. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Tears, Tears of the, the Kingdom. My, my copy of Breath of the Wild is still shrink wrap so i'm super behind on zelda uh, i know i know you, you might be able to get a pretty good price for that if you trade it in for a uh, silly symphonies i <laughs> might cut might cut into that we'll see <laughs> well then how do we sign off guys well what this was a crazy episode we didn't fuck it around was a crazy all. episode <laughs> it was a very concise conversation about a yeah. very good show good That's job right. guys Thank speak you. for yourself. Ryan, Morons. speak for yourself. <laughs> ben, Are you saying I'm a moron? Speak for yourself. Everyone. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm just saying. All right. And then He's looking forward speak to that. This, this week's Darmalar's Roundup is going to be real light. Because <laughs> we didn't say a bunch of stupid shit. Oh, I'm sure oh, we did. He'll find something. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have faith. You better not twist my words to say... I like having sex with stuffed animals. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, he would have to find some. He'd have to go through all the audio and find you say each of those words individually. Ben, <laughs> right. prepare to be blown by Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any of those those audio files. I need to. I, I lost to all of those. <laughs> they're they're on my hard drive that needs to get recovered. So I just been putting it in eagle screeches. <laughs> so I hope that's okay with everybody. <laughs> I found the same I'm... one that 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 Craig used in 2006. It's a very oh, standard uh... eagle scream. It's actually uh, a red tail hawk. Uh, this is a uh, thing that I think I know is that eagles actually sound like little bitches. Like when you hear <laughs> the noise an eagle makes, is like, oh, oh, I suck, you know? And so whenever you see an eagle on screen, they're using it, the sound of a red tail hawk. That's the one that goes, ah. Well, YouTube had a picture of a bald eagle. It was very majestic. Yep, yep, I believe it. See, the eagles have good PR. <laughs> they're, they're making sure that that <laughs> shit doesn't get out there. I was waiting for Brian to say, What? Um, uh, Don Henley. Or... I did say Don Henley. Were you going to say Don Except... Henley? He's in the Eagles, right? Yes, he is. I did say that. Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Stand by. Bye.